Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hour number two of Oilers now. Bob Stoffer joining you from Buffalo. The Oilers and the Sabres tonight. That is a 5.30 Edmonton time puck drop. Do you want to tell you we're heading back to California this April? New West travel fly to Los Angeles to watch the Oilers play the Kings and the Ducks. This New West travel package includes airfare, four nights at the Marriott LA Live, lower bowl game tickets for both games, a welcome reception with yours truly, and special guests for the California Hockey Tour. Reach out to New West Travel and NewWestTravel.com. We just completed our... Oilers now game day trivia question. It is brought to you on game days by Pro-Am Sports. Located in Edmonton on St. Albert Trail and online at proamsports.ca. And the question today was, given that Dylan Cousins is from the UConn, best player out, out of the UConn so far. By the way, there's a prospect in the Medicine Hat organization, Gavin McKenna. And I believe he's related to Connor Bedard. He's really good. But uh, name the former Edmonton Oiler and Alberta Golden Bear that came from Whitehorse, Yukon. And the answer was Brendan Escott. Uh, Brian Baltimore. Brian Baltimore. He only played two games for Edmonton in the regular season in 79-80 in their inaugural year. He played at the U of A for Coach Claire Drake back in the early 1970s. Very good friend of uh, uh, Dan Bomeister. In fact, he was Jay Bomeister's agent during his NHL career. Uh, two games played with the Oilers. He went plus four, and that's it. Wasn't good enough to stay. I guess they didn't worry about plus minus back then. I wonder what his course he was. I digress. Uh, the winner in our trivia question was... Uh, Dan and Devin, who says he's a longtime listener. So, congrats, Dan. Nicely done, Dan. Uh, absolutely. All right. So, uh, again, uh, that was Oilers Game Day Trivia for ProAmSports.ca. Oilers now again presented by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. World of Spas is your ideal place to start your daily vacation. You can uh, reach us anytime. The River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort Casino Excitement bet on it. It's now open 24-7 365. And our Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. We are going to uh, re-engage momentarily in the Ashley Fine Floors text line um, probably at about 
120 or so. But first, we're going to get to a sit-down one-on-one conversation with Edmonton Oilers defenseman Matthias Ekholm. He is our Oilers Now headliner, brought to you by Will Hawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Will Hawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Let's get to our... uh, uh, it's a, it's a longer format uh, interview. You'll find it hopefully interesting. Here's Oilers defenseman Matthias Eckel. Matthias, we wanted to wait a couple games to see, you know, sort of get some time in with Edmonton. How's the, the first few games gone for you? I think it's been good. I mean, it's it's obviously tough when you leave something that you've been a part of for 12 years, but uh, coming here, guys, have been awesome, uh, really welcoming. Uh, I think, obviously, getting off the, a good start with two wins obviously helps. Um, so, again, I think it's so far so good, but um, obviously we didn't like the last game we played. I think we, we can be better defensively, and um, tonight it's a good challenge again. All right. Hockey's hockey, but there are some nuances and differences in terms of how teams play from a structure and process perspective perspective how different is you know playing in Edmonton and and maybe how they they want to break out the puck or defensive zone coverage than maybe what you experienced in Nashville where you're with that organization for all those years I think when it comes in the end of the day I think every team is about the same there's some tweaks and, and obviously some different things here and there but I mean even though we have the on Edmonton we have the, the firepower up front we still want to break out the same way we want to be defensively responsible not give up anything so I think there's there's a lot of the same but also some new tweaks and some new little things here and there that I'm obviously um, working on learning Um, but um, at the end of the day I think there's a lot of similarities Uh, not that you've had a chance to practice a lot but the pace, and, and this is something dating back to the orders of the 80s, there was a great tempo and pace of their practices. You just, even in the games, have you caught yourself a couple times, maybe when you haven't been on the ice, Connor, going, and granted, you've played against them all these years, but it is a, he is sort of a unicorn, isn't he, in terms of what he can do out there? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you can just see the speed, you see it, yeah, I mean, you can you can obviously uh, see what he's done in this league and, and the years he's been in it, so he's, he's the best in the world, for sure, I think. Um, Leon is not far behind. Um, I think those two are, are it's unique how, how good they are and, and you just look at the scoring race right now, they're 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 just running with it. So um, it's it's pretty awesome and pretty nice for a defenseman not to having to play against them and, and try to set them up instead. So um, yeah, as you're saying, they're, they're unicorns and, and they're just cra- crazy good players. We saw last year that uh, Duncan Keith was paired with Evan Bouchard and we saw some of Evan's best hockey five on five. Uh, you're gonna at least start with Evan. Just a thought, thinking back to when you broke in the league, was there an older, more experienced defenseman that assisted your transition into the National Hockey League while you were in Nashville? Yeah, I got to give big props to, to Shea Weber. Um, the way I didn't necessarily was on a pair with him, but just to see the way he conducted himself on and off the ice, the way he practiced, the way he played, um, how hard he was, even though he had probably the hardest shot I've ever seen and, and scored a lot of goals. He took a lot of pride in the defensive side of the game and, and never gave up anything, always played the toughest matchups. And um, that was a great role model for me coming up. And I think if you ask Roman Yossi, if you ask Ryan Ellis, if you ask Seth Jones, they'll say the same thing. Um, so we all owe a, a 
done to him for, for leading the example and just setting the example and setting the bar for us younger guys. Yeah, it's interesting because he was a second round pick. Obviously, they got Suter in the first round that year. Even when he was in Cologne in the Western League, I'm not sure everybody thought he was going to turn out to be quite that. You know, you're a fourth round pick, so it's you know it's it's part of the evolution of a player. Uh, from a penalty killing perspective, we talked a bit about the five on five in the transition game and puck support defensively. But it, do, does Edmonton kill differently than Nashville? A little bit, yeah, uh, for sure. It's it's a little bit of a difference, but um, at the end of the day, that's the same thing too. But I mean, you just got to get the job done. But I feel like when a kill is at its best is when you're you're not even reacting. You know before the the stuff happens. If they dump the puck, if they carry it, and you know where guys are going, and even when you get to a lose 50-50, you know where you want to try to get the puck because you know that's where your teammate's going to be. So that's the only thing that I'm working on right now, knowing where um, guys are going, and then to us to to not even have to talk. You just know that the guy is there, and, and that's where you're going to get the puck. So it's obviously something new, um, but again, there's some something that we're working on, and again, you you got to do all the, the little things with, when it comes to blocking shots, all that kind of stuff, but obviously the structure of it is a little bit different. Certainly for defense blocking shots, I think the one thing we have seen forwards are it's more about angling, you know, using speed over rotating and coming across, and that's maybe a difference from where we're at 12 to 15 years ago, where guys, even the four, I mean, come playoff time, yes, everybody blocked shots. But you know what I'm saying? Like, there's been a little bit of an in-season adjustment made with a lot of teams as to how they PK, especially with the forwards. Yeah, no, for sure, and it's that's what you see now. Like the the speed can really negate a, a power play really well. So it's it's more about that the the, the kills that just stand and, and trying to block everything usually doesn't really do well. You look at the I mean, I know one example. Carolina's been a good penalty killing team for the last couple of years, and they just seems like they never stop. They just keep going. Um, so it's obviously something that that teams are are looking at and and want to do and and be better at. Obviously, so we're, we're we're trying to work it and implement it, and I think our forwards are doing a great job because we, we have some guys that can skate and, and really take away time and space. We're joined right now by Matthias Eckel and Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers now. Matthias, you had a chance to play against, uh, I'd say Connor and Leon, but against Nashville, it was more like Leon and Connor, and, and obviously the Oilers' power play. I mean, we've not seen a power play four years in a row, over 25% at 30-plus years in the NHL, when the average goaltender was six feet. Mm-hmm. You know, now the average goalie is six foot three and a half. What is it, you know, as a, as a guy that had to play against it and prep for it, and now you're on the team watching. Is there a couple, I mean, besides the obvious physical gifts of the top-end players, what is it about that power play that's so electric? I think it's, I think the, the, the most dangerous thing they have is they, they just play. I don't think it's, I mean, if you can pre-scout them, it's easier, but I feel like the way that you see how they score the goals, it's not the same play every time. It's not that they have a magic playbook or anything. They just play, and they're that good players on that unit, knowing that they almost thrive when it's a bobble puck, when it's a 50-50 where they can just go in and then they get that demon to bite and they can open up some space behind and, and, and just attack. So I think that's the most thing. They're, they're really talented, gifted players, but they also just play hockey and it's really hard to pre-scout it. When a guy gets traded, it's not just about the player, it's about his family. Uh, how's that transition gone for you so far? We're working on it, for sure. It's uh, It's been, uh, I mean, having two kids and a third on the way and wife and all that, it's, it's obviously, I want to get Are they still? 
still in Nashville? They're still in Nashville right now, yeah. I mean, our f- oldest is five. He goes to kindergarten. Don't want to just rip him out of there going five days a week. He's used to the rhythm. So um, we're working on checking on schools in Edmonton where he can get in or not. Um, if he can, we might do the transition early. If if we can't get in, then he might. Uh, they might stay back, and I'll just finish the season. Well, at least until the, the school is done, they can come up then. But, um, yeah, there's some hurdles here and there. But, um, I mean, there's nothing uh, that other players experience as well. Obviously, it's tougher when you have kids. But, um, yeah, we'll just have to manage these uh, up until June where, where um, the season ends. So it, um, up until then, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out, and we're doing the best we can. But at the end of the day, we're going to do what's best for the kids and not for me. Obviously, I can be away from them, and it's going to be tough. But if it's better for the kids to stay back, we'll, we'll do that. This is an opportunity, though. I mean, Nashville is clearly headed in a certain direction. Look, they got the draft. They're going to make a lot of noise. They're going to have multiple first-round picks. But you have a chance to go somewhere over the next couple of years with this group, don't you? Big time. It's it's. I'm, I'm super grateful for the opportunity, and I'm super excited. I mean, you look at Murray. I'm 33 in May. Um, obviously, going with if I would stay with Nashville right now, it'd probably take them at least three, four years. You never know with the rebuild how it goes. So. Um, yeah, it's. I'm just really happy to go to a team that is in win mode now, and and then they want to do damage now. And they showed last year what they can do in the playoffs, and they're right on the cusp. I think it's it's a super exciting time just for me and my hockey career to to be able to have this opportunity. There you go. That is the Edmonton Oilers, Matthias Ekholm. Again, he's playing 20 minutes a game in his first three games. He's plus six. He has an assist. And I want to know what you think of him. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. What are your thoughts on the acquisition of Matthias Eckholm? How do you think he's performed so far for Edmonton? Gas and Oilers now receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki uh, steak restaurant. Come in and check out their new location. That's at 3975 Calgary uh, Trail. And the slogan, Cars Cost Less in has attracted people uh, to our friends at Brent Ridge Ford for years. We often talk of them treating people fairly and looking after their customers after the purchase of the vehicle as well. That level of service has earned Brent Ridge Ford their 12th Diamonds Club President's Award winner for customer satisfaction. If you want to be treated fairly with full transparency, reach out to Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the team at 780-352-6048. That's 780-352-6048. 48. Brent Rich Ford is your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. When we come back, we'll get into the orders now. Injury report brought to you all season long by James H. Brown. And a couple things to keep an eye on over the next couple days. We'll also bang off some of your texts on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. This is Oilers Now Live from Buffalo, New York. Bob Stoffer in Buffalo, the Oilers of the Sabres tonight. The Oilers Now Injury Report is brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Jim Brown and Trent Brown, uh, big supporters of the Edmonton Oilers, the Edmonton Elks. You can hear those games right here on 630 Jet and the Alberta Golden Bears. Just before we get... Actually, we'll do the injury report right now. We will tell you that... Uh, Evander Kane skated this morning, uh, closing in on a return. I wonder about Saturday against Toronto. Uh, the Oilers will be able to get a full practice in on Wednesday. Don't know if they'll turn him loose Thursday. Not traveling with the team 
and not imminent in a return with a back injury is Ryan Murray. So he remains out. Uh, so I know I've had some people sort of send some tracer fire my way. Are you concerned what happens if there's an injury to one of Edmonton's defensemen? There's a chance the Oilers go 12-6 and six tonight. We might see Broberg potentially come out of the lineup as well. All right, uh, Brendan, you mentioned during the... Uh, NHL Today segment brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. You talked about the fact that the Edmonton Oil Kings next game is in Regina against Connor Bedard and the Regina Pats. That's bad news for Edmonton. Do you want to know why? Well, for a lot of reasons, but go ahead. Yesterday, Connor Bedard went minus five and was held off the score sheet uh, by the Saskatoon Blades, who are having a very good season. Colin Priestner uh, is the uh, part owner and general manager there. He's done a real good job. they got a rock-solid team. Dan Tenser is their head pro scout. Connor Bedard, in his 10 previous games, had 15 goals, 33 points in 10 games, and was uh, plus 10 during that stretch. Again, he went minus 5 yesterday without a point against Saskatoon. Now, I saw Bedard earlier this season in Edmonton on a Sunday afternoon, and he could have had 10 points in that game. And that's when Edmonton was healthier than they're at. This has been a difficult season for Edmonton. They've been in a full-blown rebuild. Some of the guys that they were counting on to help them out, um, they ended up having to trade due to injury and positional uh, sort of perspective where they were in standings. Tomorrow could be a, or Wednesday night could be a long night for the Edmonton Oil Kings in Regina against the Pats because what I know about Connor Bedard, he will not uh, take being minus five in a game very lightly. And the Oil Kings, unfortunately, in the next opponent, they might get drilled uh, right between the proverbial antlers uh, when they play the Regina Pats. Should also mention the Oilers traded Reed Schaefer as part of the deal to get Matthias Ekholm. Schaefer's got seven goals, 12 points in his last six games for the Seattle Thunderbirds. I'm still going to watch Reed Schaefer closely. You never know how things work out. Uh, I think he's got a chance to be uh, a very good NHL player. Anita has Texas on the Ashley Pine Flores text line, and Anita says, Bob, Matias gives a fantastic interview. He's exactly what we need to stabilize and support the young D we have. He sounds so happy to be here and in our amazing city. These are the kind of players we want here to represent Edmonton. The Oilers may not finish at the top of the division, but we will be ready to take on whoever we draw in the postseason. Love the Oilers forever. That one comes to us uh, for Anita. Uh, <laughs> Nils says, Ekholm is like a tree falling in the woods with no one to hear it. What does that mean, Brendan? What, what, what does that does that mean? He's there and you notice him, and no, it means he's there and you don't notice him. And I think that that's if I'm picking this up okay, correctly, right, right, is a right, great right. way of describing how he plays. Because to me, that's exactly what this team needed: is a rocking chair, steady defenseman who you don't really notice. Another texter says Ekholm is the real deal stud that the team has not had since Chris Pronger. Legitimate contending defense uh, with a guy like Ekholm. The team can, the club can shut down top players now, whereas prior to Ekholm, the defense was not quite able to do so. If the goaltender just stopped the occasional, uh, 
uh, gaff, uh, this club now could become a legitimate contender. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. All right. Uh, Norman says, Bob, just because John Shannon doesn't understand what goals above expected means doesn't mean that the stat should be ignored. So uh, those numbers aren't pretty right now for Jack Campbell. Norman goes on to say, and why hasn't cost, why wasn't cost and should not be framed around Bukestead. It's why were Derek Ryan or Devin Shore playing instead of cost and, and his 10 goals and physicality. You won't, you meant to, you lamented twice about needing Kane back while the closest forward to this group, uh, that is comparable to Kane is cost and bad lineup by Woody, not his first time either. That one comes to us from Norman. Norman, he does have, at least he did a couple games ago, the best record in the Western Conference since he took over. Like since February 10th of last season, I'll confirm it when we go to break here. But uh, Jay Woodcroft's guided the Oilers to the best record in the regular season in the West. We will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. Colin Chalk is the Bakersfield Condors head coach, and he will join us when we return on Oilers now. Some 